Chapter 11 The Mission of the Word Sent by the Love of the Father These considerations, based on the Gospel itself and on the simple notion of what charity is, explain that the entire mission which has been given to our Lord and to the Holy Ghost is a mission of love. If God is love, caritas, what else can he do than give the charity that is within him, not only ad intra, within himself, but also in his operation, ad extra, outside himself, that is to say, in all creation and with creation, in the incarnation and the redemption. All that God has given to his creatures can only be the expression of his love. It is inconceivable that creation not be a work of love, and that creatures, especially spiritual creatures which God has created, not be in the reality of his love. Thus, if we want to resemble the Blessed Trinity, to be closer to the three divine persons, this can only be done in proportion to our own charity. We must become, so to speak, charity. Only if we could be defined, so to speak, as charity, would we really resemble God more. That is easy to say, but it entails an entire program. That is why our essential and fundamental law is a law of love. This is the law that the good God has inscribed in our hearts, in our nature. This is the law of love which our Lord taught us. All the commandments are summed up in two commandments. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22:40. In the measure that we accomplish this law of love which is in us, we are truly in the image of the Most Holy Trinity, God, who is love. This is what our Lord himself says in his priestly prayer, an admirable prayer worth reading often. When he was alone with his apostles, our Lord expressed his love before manifesting it more concretely by his immolation on the cross. He showed it in the words which he first addressed to his Father. Father, the time has come. Give glory now to thy Son that thy Son may give glory to thee. Thou hast put him in authority over all mankind to bring eternal life to all those thou hast entrusted to him. John 17.2 At the end of his sacerdotal prayer, he says, Father, thou art just. The world has never acknowledged thee, but I have acknowledged thee. And these men have acknowledged that thou didst send me. I have revealed and will reveal thy name to them, so that the love thou hast bestowed upon me may dwell in them, and I too may dwell in them. John seventeen twenty-five to 26 Such is the love our Lord has for us. Quote, the love thou hast bestowed upon me. Hence, the eternal love that engenders the Son himself, the love which is the very principle of the Son, if one can so express it, quote, so that this love may dwell in them, and I too may dwell in them. The very goal of the love of our Lord for us is to transform us into love. It is in the measure that we keep his commandments of love, 
of charity, that we shall be in him and he in us. What does this mean? Our Lord explains it when he promises to send his Holy Spirit, when he says, I will not leave you friendless, I am coming to you. John fourteen eighteen. Our Lord identifies himself, in some manner, to his Spirit, which will come to us, the Spirit of love he will send us. Given the consubstantiality of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, our Lord deliberately says, The Father and I will come to you. And then when he speaks of the Holy Ghost, I will come to you when I send my Spirit. It is truly the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us which effects this work of charity which is God himself. He does nothing other than give us love. Monseigneur Gaume, in his Traité du Saint-Esprit, indicates, as far as it is possible, to speak of this mystery of the Holy Trinity, our Lord's place, and the mission that he is given. When speaking of the divine persons, Catholic theology employs the word mission to signify the eternal destination of one person of the Trinity for the accomplishment of a work in time. This destination is given to him by the person from which he proceeds. From all eternity it was decided that the Word would become man and would come into the world to save it. That is his mission. From all eternity it was decided that the Holy Ghost would come into the world to sanctify it. That is his mission. Thus, among the divine persons, there are many missions as there are processions. The Father does not have a mission because he does not proceed from any person. The Son receives his mission from the Father alone, because he proceeds from him alone. The Holy Ghost receives his mission from the Father and the Son because he proceeds from them both. These words are found in Holy Scripture. Worth citing, too, is the commentary about them made by St. Augustine. It is the Son who is sent by the Father, because it was He, and not the Father, who was made flesh. We also see that the Holy Ghost was sent by the Son, as our Lord said, If only I make my way there, I will send Him to you, John 16:7, and by the Father, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another to befriend you, John 14:16. By this it is clear that neither the Father without the Son, nor the Son without the Father has sent the Holy Ghost, but he has received his mission from both of them. Of the Father only, nowhere is it said that he was sent. St. Augustine, De Trinitate The reason for this, once again, is that the Father is neither engendered, nor does he proceed from anyone. Moreover, in the Blessed Trinity, the fact of having a mission of being sent does not connote any inferiority in the one having received it relative to the one who gives it. St. Augustine writes, In Catholic dogma, the Father is not superior to the Son, and the Son is not inferior to the Father. The Son is sent by the one who has begotten him, and the Father sends the one to whom he communicates being. 
Hence, it is easy to understand that this attribute of being sent is given to the Son not only because the Word was made flesh, but so that He become flesh, and by His corporal presence accomplish the oracles of the Scripture. In this sense, the Son of God is not only sent as a man, the Word is sent in order to become man. De Trinitate There are two kinds of missions for the Son and the Holy Ghost, the one visible and the other invisible. For the Son, the visible mission was the Incarnation, and for the Holy Ghost, His apparition at the baptism of our Lord, on Mount Tabor, and on the day of Pentecost. For the Son, the invisible mission takes place each time He comes, infinite wisdom, supernatural light, to communicate Himself to the well-disposed soul in which He dwells as in His temple. For the Holy Ghost, the invisible mission is renewed each time He comes, infinite love, supernatural charity, to communicate Himself to the well-prepared soul in which He dwells as in His sanctuary. The goal of this double mission is to assimilate the soul to the divine person who is sent to him. O oh man, if only you knew the gift of God! In the divine thought, this mission is not transitory, but enduring. It is, in fact, as long as man does not put an end to it by mortal sin. It gives to the soul not only the light of the Son and the gifts of the Holy Ghost, but the Son and the Holy Ghost in person who comes to dwell in it. <laughs>